0: This Torah class is brought to you by torahanytime.com. In the summer, there was the whole thing with Gaza, and there were missiles flying all over Eretz Yisrael. So in America, all of a sudden, in all the shuls, we started saying to him. And women light, lit, lit candles five minutes early. And Kliosro was very connected to Eretz Yisrael. But then this summer, everything was quiet. So we stopped, pretty much saying to and Shul for Israel and lighting candles early, and doing all that seems to be that the only time we, we we're reactive, not a proactive nation. We react to when we're in trouble, but we don't do proactive things to make sure that we don't get in trouble. So maybe the message is that, that every time we get very comfortable and everything gets very quiet, um, we just forget, we just stop, and so we have to maybe work on ourselves that we should become proactive and say even if everything stops and they make peace and everything is great, we're going to still say to hell and we're still going to light candles, we're going to still take things on ourselves, but Hashem doesn't have to always bring us pain um, to wake us up, I think that's maybe part of the message, why specifically is what's going on is going on I I do not know um, can I answer that question but it's always there's always a message so um, I don't know, I've heard a lot of different little messages, you know there's nobody in the streets anymore and maybe that's the message that we shouldn't be so much in the street. I don't know. But we're gonna talk about Boracius, we're gonna talk about Noah, And everybody has to do their thing and do their part to um, to help us. I mean there's a fascinating forty five or an hour video of a boy. I think it made its I think it made its rounds. Um, I just saw it last night, of a boy who was totally not that didn't know anything about anything that went to Yeshiva, lived in Eretz Yisrael, had no knowledge of the Aleph didn't know who Hashem was, he was zero, and um, he sort of died for like a few minutes, and he came back, and he reports this whole thing in a writ of what he saw, and there's no way, there's no way if he wasn't in Shemayim could he say what he's saying, because Zayar, uh, he's, talking, he's talking Navi, there's no way. Yeah, yeah, Israeli. Fifteen, fifteen. Now you didn't see the video? Crazy video. And then they in the bottom they wrote in English. He he um he talks about war. He talks about Obama. He talks about going. He talks about that Mashiach is here and he's he's already here and he's about Chuva who um, who who did tshuva and hasn't sinned since then and he also does a lot of kiruv and he's from the most unexpected place even though people know him they never thought he was Mashiach. I have an idea. I think I might know who it is. Um, there, there is someone like that around who's very big Tzaddik and very modest. I don't know. But anyway, it's just fascinating the things he came back down. He also, anyone who knows understands it really, he talks about his whole judgment and it's exactly what's brought down all this forum. How How he, he Avadi Yosef, it was a Bezdin, Avadi Yosef, or Moshe Feinstein. He never heard of Avadi Yosef. He never heard of Moshe Feinstein. What? No, it's on the bottom of it. They subtitled on the bottom at the end of the whole thing they wrote down like fifteen things that he said. And when did this happen? It happened on Sukkot when he got when he when he died, sort of. For those few minutes happened on Sukkot. And he said what was gonna happen now was happening. So it's like pretty pretty scary stuff. And it talks about the nuclear war, he talks about everything. Yeah. Pretty crazy stuff. What? He was sick in the hospital in the hospital. You have to see the video. You have to see the video. I don't know the link. Um uh, I, sent, I had someone, someone, one of my Talmud showed it to me last night, so I had him send it to my wife. I'll find out what the link is, uh, but it's pretty pretty crazy. It talks about Obama, it talks about uh, Eretz Yisrael, talks about Tel Aviv, it talks about Haifa, talks about a lot of stuff he talks about. There's no way that he could know what he said. There's no way. There's no way. People that sit and learn don't know this. He talked about the things Isaiah says, he talked things uh, that the Novi, Zechariah said, he talked about, uh, it was crazy, it was crazy stuff, it's, point. Well, it's all over Israel. What, yeah, of course he came from there. He had a tough din, he had a tough din. He wasn't from, whatever, but it was interesting. Okay, anyway, you know, if you want to believe, you don't need the video. And if you don't want to believe, the video won't help you believe. That's the way it is. Isaiah is this. Alright, let's go to Beresius, let's talk about Pasha Beresius first. So Pasha Beresius, very fascinating, not fascinating, very troubling what happened with Chava, right? Specifically to give to a woman share. Um, how could a, a being, a woman who was not born, she wasn't born, I remember my Rebbe in third grade, so he, um, he, fifth grade, he asked us what part of the, what part of the human body Did Adam and Chava not have that we have? And we were little kids and we were looking and we were looking and we were looking and we looked at all the svarim and a belly button. Because Adam and Chava didn't have an umbilical cord, they weren't born, they were created. So, even though my Rebbe said that, he might be wrong. Because, it doesn't say that anyway, he just figured if you don't have an umbilical cord. But I heard a rabbi got up and said that since Hashem created Adam and Chava complete... So even though they didn't have an umbilical cord, they still would have everything that we have. So it's not for sure because they didn't have an umbilical cord, they didn't have a belly button. But we're not giving you Sharon a belly button tonight. That's not, that's not what this is about. But why I'm telling you that is because she didn't have any DNA. She didn't have any human DNA. She was created with God's hands. So she didn't have a parent. She didn't have a mother and a father. So she was on the highest level. So how could someone created by God's hands do such a big error? I, I don't think anyone in this room. Hashem said you could have the whole world except two trees, right? You could eat anything you want, anything you want except these two trees you can't eat from. I don't think anyone in this room would eat from them. So so Chava, which was on a way way much higher level, how did she fall? How did how did the Nachash get it to fall? And I think it's very important. And then we can figure that out, and we can figure out how the Noachis gets us to fall. So, first of all, we're going to start off with a bomb question. The bomb question is as follows: In Yeshiva, we call them bomb questions. So, bomb questions as follows: Chava wasn't there when Hashem commanded Adam not to eat from the tree, right? Or, if you look in the pesukim, Hashem says the following: Why this is you can eat from every tree from the tree of good and bad you can't eat that's what he told Adam then, and the next passage Hashem says it's not good for a human being to be alone Hashem realized loneliness is a very tough thing to live through I'm going to create Aza is someone who's gonna help him, who's gonna be opposite him. Okay, and he created Chava. So, when he told Adam not to eat from the tree, Chava was not created yet. So Chava never heard the commandment not to eat from the tree. How did she hear about the tree? Adam told her not to eat from the tree. And it's a machlekes, it's an argument between the rabbis. Most rabbis hold that Adam was the one who ad-libbed. He's the one who told her not only you can't eat from the tree, but you can't touch the tree. It wasn't her, but he told her that. Why? Because he figured if you want it to be, you want it to be like extra religious. So if she can't, like books, like you can't turn on the light. But if I tell you, you can't touch the light, you won't end up turning on the light. So he figured if she's going to touch the fruit, she's going to end up eating the fruit. So I'm going to make up something, right? I'm going to make up, even though Hashem know, didn't tell me that you can't touch the fruit, which was a very big mistake, because the minute she told the Nachash. That you can't touch the fruit. He knew Hashem didn't say that. He was in the Gan when Hashem told Adam, right? So he knew that. So he pushed her into the tree. She bumped into the tree. She didn't die, right? She didn't die. So he said, ah, you see, just the way you're not dying, you all know the story. From touching it, you're not going to, but, but had she, had, had Adam never told her that, and Adam told her you can't eat from the tree, then pushing her into the tree would not have tricked her. So there's two huge questions huge questions I should really say, tell it to you and let you work on it a whole week but I'm not going to make you suffer but there's like two huge questions question number one according to the rabbis that say she ad-libbed Adam told her you can't eat from the tree she told the snake you can't touch the tree she made that up right? so when he pushed her in the tree and she didn't die why did that lead her to eat from the tree? she knew she made it up She told the Nachash, if you touch the tree, you're going to die. Right? She made up the story. He pushes her into the tree. She goes, oh. Nachash says, oh, you didn't die. Must be you could eat for the tree. She should have told him, of course I didn't die. I made it up. Why didn't she say that? According to those rabbis, why didn't she say that? So one big, one Rav says, the answer to that question is that, and it's true, that when you lie... Right? A person who lies can believe their lies so much that after they make up this lie that she really felt that after she said that, that if she touches the tree she's going to die. You can believe your lie. I happen to know that's true. How do I know that's true? I was involved in a court case. It was a very big court case with a girl who was saying that someone did something to her. And I wasn't sure it was true. Because you can never be sure if something's true if you didn't see it. So I had her tested by the FBI. They did a lie detector test. Ten questions. She passed with flying colors. So we knew she was telling the truth. Because if she was, there was ten questions. If she was lying, one of the questions on the lie detector test would have shown that she was lying. So the FBI guy who did it, who was in my house, they did this test. Came out and said, this girl, whatever she's telling you is true. Okay, so then I felt... Okay, now I have that. I'm going to go after the guys who who did it, right? Because I, we go to court, go to court, and I'm like, lie detector test. And the other other lawyer, right, who's defending the the people that that were that hurt her, he brought psychiatrists as witnesses that you can beat a lie detector test. You can't beat a lie. You can't protect. You can't prepare yourself for a lie detector and beat it. But some people are such liars that they actually believe their lies and their lie becomes their truth. So that a lie detector test in court is not admissible. Because just because the person passed a lie detector test doesn't mean they're not lying. You can believe your story so much that it becomes part of you that you can beat a lie detector. And they threw it out. It's through the lie detector test out. It was not, it was not accepted as, as testimony. And Taka, the, the therapist, the, there are books written about people who are, who are able to lie because they believe their lies becomes their truth. They live a lie and that lie becomes their truth. And there's many different stories about it. So, the rub says she made up the story, but then she ended up believing the story herself. Okay. But well, what, how did, how did she how did she fall? And I think it's very important. I spoke to the boys about it, but I think it's more important to speak to women about this. Because the one who fell here was her. By the way, there's a, there's a Medrash Rabbah. You're not going to appreciate this, but there's a Medrash Rabbah that says that she took the grapes and she made them into, into wine and then she brought it to Adam. And Adam knew that it was from the tree. So if Adam knew it was from the tree, the Medrash asked, the Medrash Rabbah, why would he, why would he drink the wine? So the Medrash Rabbah says, one Medrash says that she screamed at him so much to drink the wine, that's what it says, that he couldn't fight her anymore. He said, you know what? Okay, I'll drink it. That's one Medrash. The other Medrash said she didn't scream, but she cried. And that she cried so much that he broke down from her crying, and even though he knew it was the Ayatollah He's like, I can't, I can't watch this. I, I can't. It's the Medrash Rabbi. I didn't say this, right? She was able to cry until he had to give in. So we see that the power of women being able to cry to get their way or to yell loud enough to get their way, didn't. It's not a new thing. It's uh, started all the way. I know. Yesterday the guys liked it. I know you won't like it so much, but that's what the Medrash Rabba says because he really knew what it was. So why'd he take it? So she mamish yelled at him so much until he took it. <laughs> Nothing new. Okay. Anyway. So, so what was what happened here? So it's very, very interesting. So it says that the, the Nachash was Arum, he was very, very smart, right? What was he? What was he so smart about? So the Nachash knew that a woman is maternal, and and women always want to help. That's the truth. That you're created maternal because you have children and you're supposed to want to help your children and take care of your children. Men are created paternal. We're not. We're the opposite. We don't take care of anything. So you give a guy a doll, he's going to rip its head off, and rip its arms off, and rip its legs off. You give an eight-year-old kid a doll, that's what's going to happen. He's going to start ripping the whole doll apart. But you give it to a girl, she's going to take care of it. She can put it. In. She can buy a little dollhouse. If you if you understand the marketing, right? If you understand Barbie a little bit, you understand Barbie, right? So the, the, you go down in, in, in a toy store, right? You go to Toys R Us. There's a whole aisle. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, her, 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 her house, her bed, her clothing, her change of clothing, right? What are you, Meshiga? It's a little plastic piece of garbage. What are you doing? Spending all this money on a doll? Right? So guys, I would hope, most guys don't play with dolls. But girls have dolls. Why? Because they have, they're maternal. So they want to take care of something. So until they have their own child... Right, they want to take care of something. The, the, if you look at the reports on pets, women are much more bigger pet owners than men, because you want to have a rabbit, you want to have a cat, you want to have a cat, you want to have a dog, something to take care of. A woman always wants to take care of something. So a woman is maternal, which gets her into a lot of trouble sometimes. Right, it gets her into a lot of trouble. Now the the sata knew that that um, Chava was was maternal. So he knew that if he's going to ask her a question, she's going to want to be like his teacher. Instead of telling her him to go speak to my husband, right? So like, if you on if you're on it's like I'm on Avenue J, and I don't know where there's a store. And I ask some lady, I'm saying, "Excuse me, lady, can I ask you a question?" Sure. Where is so and so? She's like, "Come, I'll show you." No, no, no. I don't need you to show me. Just, just tell me where's the store. No, 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 no. I'm going to go there anyway. Come, I'll show you. Fifteen blocks later, she keeps walking like, "Hello," right? Because. You ask a guy, he's like, go 15 blocks. We're, are you sure? I'm not sure. Ask when you get there. We're very different. We're very different, right? So so he understood that the first thing he has to get, and I, and I spoke about this in seminary this week also, and I think it's very important because it's a big trap that's, that, that that catches a lot of girls and women. So so the Sultan knows that, he knows the fact, there's a fact that... Um, is I read many years ago, and it's definitely a fact, that um, I speak about it all the time, that 99%, maybe more than 99%, but 99% of emotional relationships become physical. And only 10 to 20% of physical relationships become emotional. That's a fact. A man and a woman get involved emotionally, they will get physical. A man and a woman get involved physically, they may not get emotional, most of the time they won't get emotional. So, even though she would want that, but that's not what happens. So, all the disastrous relationships, adulterous relationships, the lack of Shem the relationships, where girls think that, you know, if I let him touch me, if we get physical, then I have him. I'm going to use it because I want to keep him. And if I'm going to get physical, I have him. Just the opposite. You don't have them because because you're getting physical with them. Men go and pay money, and they don't get married to those women. It's not. It doesn't. It only works ten to twenty percent of the time. Physical relationships don't develop emotional relationships, but emotional relationships always become physical. And that's why smart men who want to get involved with women, they don't walk over to them and grab them by the hand and say, "Hey, I want to talk to you," because she's going to run and she's going to sue him and she's going to call the police. They develop an emotional relationship. And the only way to develop an emotional relationship with someone is through talking. That's how it starts. So the Nachash, says the Torah, who was the smartest of them all, what was his, what was his godless, if you look in the Pasik, right? What was his godless? That he spoke to her. And he said to her a ridiculous thing. He said, is it true that Hashem said that you can't eat any fruit of any tree in Gedei Now, he knew that wasn't true. He knew that wasn't true, but he knew she's maternal. and she's going to give him a whole explanation. Oh, you can eat every fruit, but you can't eat this fruit, and you can't touch this fruit. And the minute she got into a conversation with him, he knew he had her. And and there's a chidah, there's a bunch of swarm on this, that there was a relationship there. She, this is also very interesting. So, according to the rabbis, who say that she um, made up the story about you're not allowed to touch the food or you're going to die. Why did she do that? Let's say she did that. Why did she do that? Mm-hmm. To scare the nachash? What? Why would she do that? Very so, women are very dramatic. But that that she was. She was too smart to be dramatic. She was testing him. Because he led on to her that he um, liked her. And he uh, he wanted her to be like God. He wanted her to grow. When she eats from the tree, you'll know. That's what he led on to. She was suspect of this guy. She said, I think he's not interested in me being like God or for my good he's interested in killing my husband so he can have me because the Medrash says that the Nachash, when the Nachash saw Adam and Chava together it's just interesting because I, I, I give this when I, when I speak about um, Shalom Bayes so why, why did Nachash even start up with her the Nachash had a wife which is another fantastic Medrash and Zayar and who was his, he had a wife, who was his wife so here's the bomb question you ready for the bomb question? When it says in the Torah that you can take two chairs, don't stand the back. Take two chairs, don't worry, you're not disturbing me. You can't stand the whole chair, it's not going to work. Alright, they want to be bashful. There's a chair up here, oh, that, that's, that's empty. So, so, the question is like this, Miriam, this is going to blow you away. It says when Hashem created the world, what does it say? It says Hashem created one being, it was female and it was male. Yeah, let's look inside. <laughs> <laughs> Hashem created them. Zohar, right? Baro Oso, He created him, one being. He created them, him, that became a them. How does a him become a them, right? It, it, was, it was a Zohar and a Kevah. So the Zaire says that Adam was created with the female part on his back. She was she was on his back, and since then she's always been on his back. But okay, outside of that, I'm just just being a wise guy. But outside of that, so she was he was on the front, she was in the back. So barah oisem zachu So here's the bomb question. The bomb question is that if you're telling me that she wasn't there. When Hashem told Adam that you can't eat from the tree, if she was on his back, she was there. So she heard the same thing that Adam heard. So the rabbis were saying that Adam made up that you can't touch. What do you mean? If she was on his back when Hashem gave the commandment, she would say to Adam, what are you talking about? I was there. Hashem didn't say you can't touch it. So if she was on his back, so she was there when Hashem gave the commandment. The the woman Chava that was created from Adam Selem, she wasn't there, so it seems to be that there were two women, so and that there were two women. He was created with a woman on his back, and that did not work out. And when I when I talk about when I talk on on um, <laughs> when I talk on, on what's it called no when I when I speak to, on Shalom bias, why didn't it work out? Why didn't it work out? You can't be attached. What? You can't be attached. Why can't you be attached? But Hashem created attached, And the answer is That When Adam would turn to the left The face in the back Would turn to the right When Adam would turn to the right The face in the back Would turn to the left When Adam would look up The face in the back Would be looking down So they were always going In an opposite direction So Kosh said mm-hmm. For a woman and a man For Shalom Bayez To be Shalom Bayez They have to be able To face each other And that's why Physically In Yichud A woman and a man Have to face each other The face has to face to face so that's the azer kinegdai, and when it was in back of him, it wasn't an azer kinegdai. It wasn't kinegdai; it was behind him. And that's where it comes that you have to talk face to face. The person is supposed to talk to his wife, and she supposed doesn't say anything about texting or anything like that. It talks about it in real life that you're supposed to be, is supposed to be talking to each other. And we see that. And Rashi says that what was the Nokosh jealous of? Nochash had a female. He reproduced. What was he jealous of? the Rashi says that he saw that when Adam and Chava were together they were talking Lash and khiba. they were talking very sweet things to each other and that the Nachash didn't have and therefore that's what he was jealous of so we see that what he was, je- what the animal is jealous of of the human being is not the animal act is the khiba, is the love that the female and the male show each other that's what the Nachash wanted that's why he wanted Chava so here he figured how am I going to get this woman So the first thing I need to do is to plug in on what her weakness is and that is that she's maternal and she likes to talk and she likes to help and so he that's what he did he started to talk to her now once he started talking so anyway so just very fascinating so Chava wasn't sure what this guy wanted she was very suspect that she wanted that he wanted to kill Adam so he could and it's true he did and he could have Chava for him so Chava knew Chalo only was told from Adam that you can't eat from the tree why did she add you can't touch from the tree she was testing the Nachash she said like this if I tell the snake that if you touch from the tree you'll die right and he tells me to pick the fruit to give to my husband right if he really wants me and my husband should die the minute she touches the fruit she's going to die so let's see what he does what does he do? He pushes her into the tree. When he pushes her into the tree, he says, ah, so it's not about having me, because if he believes I'm going to die, right? He really believes that I can become like Elohim. So that's why right after he pushes into the tree, she says, you know what? I, I hear what he says. Because the minute he pushes her into the tree, she realizes that it's not its not about me. It's not, it's not about killing Adam because he's going to kill me over here. The Nachash didn't believe... Right, the Nachash didn't believe that it would that it would kill her. So if it's not going to kill me, right, she was she was testing him. If he wants me, he's not going to try to kill me, right. So he's going to push me in the tree. If I die, I die. But if I don't die, he wants me to be like God. So he's not after me. That was why. That's why she ad libbed. That's why she ad libbed. In the end, it backfired. That's why I told my rabbeim to be very careful. What you tell kids, because because when Adam told her that that if you touch the tree you will die right, if you eat from the tree you will die also he didn't say that you will die one day he said you will die so she understood that the second you eat from the tree you will die or the second you touch the tree you will die That's not what was said what was said is that you will bring Misa to the world you will die so I have kids that come to me who are machal Shabbos and like Rabbi Wallerstein, they come from, from homes and like Rabbi Wallerstein I was very scared the first time I turned my phone on on Shabbos. But you know what? The whole Torah isn't true. That's why I went off the Derek. I don't believe in it anymore. I'm like, what are you talking about? My teacher said that when you're machal Shabbos, you're going to die. The minute you flip on the light, you're going to die. I'm like, where in the Torah did anyone die from being Mechal Shabbos? Even the person who's machal Shabbos, right? It's Who's Mechal Shabbos, they have to go to Bezdin, and they have to ask Hashem. Nobody dies immediately when they do an Aveira. So the teacher would say... If you're Shabbos, you're Chayv Misa. So the kid that's listening to this thinks that if you're Mechal Shabbos, you're going to die on the spot. So they flipped on the light. They didn't die. Time to party. The whole thing isn't true. So you have to be careful when you give over. You have to, first of all, not exaggerate. And second of all, you have to be very clear with your words. Because she he, she didn't understand from Adam clearly from his words, she understood that when you touch the tre- when you touch when you eat the tree you will die. When she ate from the tree and and when she touched the tree and she didn't die, because that's what he told her. So she was like, "Great! Now there's a I know it's very a very lamed Shashia that I'm giving you." So he says like this: Why? Did she not wait? Because when Adam, Adam repeated what Hashem said... And what Hashem said... The day that you eat from the tree, you will die. Okay? The day that you eat from the tree, you will die. What Hashem was telling Adam... That the day you eat from the tree, you will bring Misa... You will die one day. If you don't eat from the tree, you'll live forever. But the day that you eat from that tree... You're bringing death into the world, okay that's what he that's what HaKash Baruch Hu told Adam. now, even if Adam ad lived and he told her, which wasn't true, that if you touch the tree, you will die. The, the Nachash, follow me. the Nachash, here is this knows it's not true, it's not what Hashem said. he was there, pushes her into the tree. she doesn't die. she says. Oh, you don't get die when you get pushed into the tree? Then you don't get die when you eat from the tree. Because again, Adam ad-libbed. She didn't know that he ad-libbed. So the question is like this. But what did Adam tell her? Adam said, the day that you eat from the tree, you will die. So when she got pushed into the tree, she should have waited till the end of the day. Because there was no proof that it wasn't true, that she got pushed into the tree and she didn't die. The commandment was that the day that you eat from the tree, that you touch the tree, you will die. It was not yet Shabbos. She still had a couple of hours. So if if her excuse was, right, you told me that if I touch the tree that day, I'm going to die, and he pushed me to the tree and I didn't die, that's why I ate from the tree, then why don't you wait till the end of the day? The day, the day's not over. Maybe you're going to die in two hours. And the answer is that once the Yetzirah, which I'm going to show you soon, has you, and you're entangled, all the cheshbayiners don't, don't work anymore. All the normal, you know, many times a person does a sin, and you're like, I can't believe you just did that. And, and the person's like, I can't believe I just did that. What do you mean you can't believe you did it? Now, I, I, I don't know my thought process. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know where my, it was crazy, it was a moment of crazy. What's it called? The Ruach the moment of craziness. So even though it was the day, she didn't wait till the end of the day. Even though, even what she understood was, at, at, during that day you're going to die. She should have waited? No. Now what, what was this kayach? What did he do? So what he did is as follows. He, he, he plugged in, on the first Avera, which she did, he plugged in on what the nachash is all about. Why did the nachash, why did the nachash want her to eat from the etzadas? Not to get, not to know toy not to become like God, because he want, he wanted her. He really wanted her. That was what he was after. Why did he want her? Because he was jealous. Because he saw something that he could not have. He understood that Chava was a tzaddikista. And Chava was standing by the tree when the nachosh came. And Chava wasn't eating from the tree. And Chava wasn't touching the tree. And Chava wasn't interested in the tree. At all. How did he take a woman... And I'm very serious about what I'm about to say. How did he take a woman that was so innocent and so clean and on such a high level and within moments take her down to do probably the biggest sin that was ever done in the world how did the Nachash take her from one moment to the other if we can understand that then maybe we can protect ourselves from that happening and the way he did it was a two, was twofold one, he created a, an emotional relationship with Chava, listen I could help you here, I could give you something that you don't have, I could give you das, I could give you toy vira, right? He started this emotional relationship. In all the situations that I've ever dealt with, with women who have fallen from being tzaddikistas, being spiritually high, innocent, good people, to committing adultery, to doing the biggest sins, to doing the craziest of errors, Every single one of them started with what? Speaking to a guy. Speaking to a guy, whether it's in college, whether it's at work, just speaking to a guy, and very innocent speaking. Guys were very smart. We're hunters. The man is the hunter. The woman is the prey. So Hashem gave us the kayach and how to hunt. We know exactly. We could take any woman down at any time. We know exactly what to say. A woman's an emotion and being. We just, just build on that, those emotions. I know so many guys, they tell girls, uh, you know, ever since I met you, I'm just, I just became from, I'm just like, you know, I, I started wearing tefillin ever since I met you. And the girl's like, what? Yeah. You know, I've never, I've never had such a spiritual relationship in my life. You know, it's like, wow, it's like I go to Minion. It's like I'm going to Yeshiva in Israel because of you. And she's like, oh my God, Robert Wallstein. You know, you not going to believe it. He, you know, okay, we're not Shemini Giyin, we're Chaif Kareis, we do every sin. But, but he but he puts on in because of me. I'm like, are you nuts? Is there something wrong with you? Right? I, I know yeshiva where 90% of the boys got woken up by their girlfriends for Shachos. The veker, the rebbe who goes around in the dorm, can't get them out of bed. No way will he get them out of bed. The girls, right, they call... And girls are much smarter. Good Girls today are very smart. The guy's like, ever since I met you, I go to Minion, right? So she, I, I, if you would call me, I would go to Minion. So so they call, and he's like, oh, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm getting dressed. I'm going to Minion. She's like, you call me. I won't leave your phone on in the base medrash. I want to hear them say <laughs> they don't. You're not going back to sleep. But I see it all the time. So yeah, you have this woman, she's innocent, she's married, she's at Sadeka she comes to Ornava, she goes to Shiurim. she has a Lush and Hara hour that she doesn't speak, she lights candles early, she goes, and she's an innocent, really special woman, and she goes to work and there are guys at work, and one guy walks over to her one day and he says to her, you know, um, I see that you got for the anniversary, your husband sent you whatever, and I, I you went there, I read the card, oh, You guys have such an amazing marriage. And she's like, Yeah, we do. He's like I just, I'm having so many problems. Maybe I'm just not talking to her the right way. Maybe I'm just not treating her the right way. Maybe, maybe you could help me out with this. Now, even though you might have a little bell on the back of your head saying like, what's this all about? But the maternal instinct to help overcomes all. She's like, you know, I could help you out. Tell me a little bit. Do you buy her, do you buy her flowers for Chavez? You know, and he's like, maybe you could, you know, her anniversary's my anniversary's coming over. I don't know what to buy her. Maybe you could go with me to Tiffany's and help me pick it out. Sure. We're going to go to Tiffany's together and help you pick it out. And all of a sudden, this poor, innocent woman, right, is in, is in an adulterous relationship. And she's like, well, I don't know how I got here. And I'm like, you should have told him when he walked over to you that he wants to know how your marriage works, or whatever it is. That if you want to go, go get yourself a marriage therapist. What are you talking to me for? if you really want to know, talk to my husband. If you don't want to talk to your husband. You want to know how a husband should act? Why are you asking me? All the time, all the time. This happens in, this happens never, a girl that I know, I spoke about this once before, a, a seminary girl ended up with a Muslim. And and how did this happen? Like, what? Right? And she was in Queens College or in Brooklyn College, one of the two colleges, whatever it was, and she was in a class, it was a religion about religion, which is an easy credit to get, whatever. I think it was Brooklyn College. And this Muskrit professor, Jew, Jew, Jew hater, professor, got up and the subject matter was um, to understand and write a report on other two other religions ways of praying, of connecting to to their God. So you could go if you're a Jew, go to a go to a church, go to a mosque, go to a Buddhist temple, and write a report. You only have to go to two re- and write a report. So Everybody was all excited. And all the from Jewish girls, I think it was in Brooklyn College, came over to the professor after class and said, we can't write this report. We're not allowed to go into a mosque. We're not allowed to go into a church. And all the kids, all the students were still in the room. As he was giving out, you know, the Muslims had no problem. We're going to go to shul and shoot us all up, whatever. But they're going to come to shul. They're going to go to shul and they're going to go to church. Right? And, um, and, and they're going to write a report. So the Jewish girls went up to the professor. We can't. A professor, how do I know this story? The professor said to them, Okay, you write a different report. You write a report why the Jewish nation, this Mushchat's professor, that's the way he said it, why the Jewish rabbis are scared to allow their followers to go see the other religions, but the other religions are not scared to let their followers go into Jewish temples. So a girl came to me and said, I really don't know why I'm not going to go into a mosque. I need you to help me with, with the report. And what happened in that class was a Muslim guy. He was a very nice guy. Sweet, student, nice guy. And he went over to one of the girls and he said to her, um, why, like, what why are you guys scared to I'll bring you to my mosque. I'll drive you to the mosque, you'll stay there, no one will hurt you, I'll drive you back, and I'll go to your temple. Tell me where you pray. And I'll go to your temple. And she's like, no, I can't do that. I'm not allowed to do that. And she got into this whole discussion. And then she showed him things on Eshet Torah. And then they went to eat, I don't know, they went for a coffee to talk about it. And and he's just interested in Judaism. And she's thinking, I'm going to make him a ger and he's going to be Mashiach. And he's going to be a great gadol. Because she's maternal. Right? I'm going to change him into who knows what, whatever it is. Right? And in the end, she's living with him. Where did it start? I'm talking about a firm girl. Where did it start? He's smart. He was smart. He's a nachash. He was smart. He trapped her. He just needed the opening to talk. The reason that the, the, the tzaddik can tell us that we're not, men and women are not allowed to talk, right? Many times girls say to me, what's wrong with talking to a boy? I'm not touching him. What's wrong with talking to a boy? Right? And the answer is, yeah, right now you're not, but talking, talking brings emotion. E- emotion brings physicality. That's the way it is. And it's not the other way around. And I had a whole... It's not for, for this class, we're through a collar class. I had a whole discussion with the rub. I went... I really went crazy on a rabbi this week. I went crazy on him because this, this... Whatever, this couple that was married... They're not married a long time and, and the boy was complaining about his wife, about her, their, their physical relationship and the rabbi called the girl in who I happen to know and he said to her, listen, if you want the marriage to be good, it has to be more physical. That's what he told the girl. And the girl... She's... Whatever. She's a good girl. And... He, so I called the mom, but she was crying. She was very upset. I called the and said, where'd you get that from? If you, want the, if you want the marriage to be more physical, then you have to make it more emotional. Not if you want it to be more emotional, you should make it more physical. That's wrong. It's not, that's not, that's not the way that it works. And the rabbi was like, oh, I know. I had a long talk with him. I said, no, if people love each other, then they're physical with each other. And people are just physical with each other. Doesn't mean that they love each other. You know, animals are physical with each other. It doesn't develop a relationship. So whatever. So I, I, I said I don't know how many chasanim you're talking to, but that's not you know, loy zuhadarech. But over here, that's what the Nachash knew. He knew that if I get her emotional, I'll get her physical and according to the Zaya, it it did get physical. It did get physical between the Nachash and, and, and Chava. That's what it says. He said whatever use the word zuhama, but according to the Medrish and the Zaya, yeah, he did he did. He raped her. That's what the Zaya says. Yeah, he got physical with her. So it's not a push, it's not a, it's not it's not a little story over here. So so to make sure that, that that we don't go down that road, you have to learn from this. And you have to learn from this that, that the, the snake, the nachash, his power is speech, is to get you to talk. You should not be giving you should not be explaining to any guys anything about Judaism. You tell them, if you want to, if she would have told me you want to understand about Judaism, go on Eshet Torah, ask the rabbi, you can ask him anything else. He's not going there. He's not interested in Judaism, he's not interested in ask the rabbi. He's interested in you. And the guy at work, he's not interested in uh, what marriage should be, and you seem to be such a nice person, he's not interested in any of that. His marriage is going to be a lot worse, because he's going to have an affair with you. So the girl, and the reason I'm telling you this, like, right, well, Watson, why are you giving us such a share? Because this is the world that we live in, and at least, if you don't believe me, at least maybe the bell will go off in your head, right, that you're in the workplace or somewhere else, that, you know what, I was warned about this, maybe the bell will go off in one girl's head, or one woman's head in this whole year or somebody that's watching it, Then it's worth it that I gave this shit tonight, and I am the one who picks up the pieces, and I am the one who sees what happens. And therefore, you cannot. Yes, you have your maternal instinct is for your children and your husband. Your maternal instinct is not for any outsiders. That's who it's for. And when it's when it's being used for outsiders, you're going to end up where she ended up. You're going to end up in very big trouble. And what happened to this innocent? Innocent Chava, she got so corrupted so fast that the pasuk says. If you look at the pasuk, it says, isha." So what happens? First of all, what did he used? He used jealousy. He knew why? Would, how am I going to get it to eat from the tree? So he knew ki'eda that you should know that Hashem has something you don't have. The day that the day that you eat from the tree, you're going to be like God. And the Medjah says. He told you you will be able, again, maternal, to Medrash Rava, maternal. Listen to how smart he was. So, so okay, so big deal. So if I told any of you right now, listen, if you eat from this, this apple, you're going to know from good and bad. You're going to say, who needs to, I need to know from good and bad? Right? Well, who needs to know from good and bad? It's terrible. Much nicer to live in a world that's all good, walking around like, you know, like, Adam was in great shape. He didn't eat from the tree yet. She ate from the tree. So Adam only knew good. So she comes home and says, listen, I just burnt your whole supper. Fine. You know, I haven't done the laundry in two weeks. Great. Amazing. Amazing. You're amazing. He, he was all toiv. What a world. Who needs to know toivara? Right? So how did he get her to eat from the tree? To say that, that, that work, you want to be... So she said, look at the Medrash Rabbah. She said, you ready for this? And if you become like God, you can become a creator. You can create another world. You can create more people. You can be maternal you can be mother nature maybe that's why it's called mother nature you can create a whole world that you are going to take care of bang you got her he plugged into that maternal instinct he said I don't care about I need to know good and bad no but once you're like God you can create worlds you can create worlds and be a God that's not what he said and you you can help people and you can do chesed and chesed and more chesed and the road to hell is paved with good intentions Chesed with good intentions. And that's how she felt. And she felt so far that this tree that was ushered to her, that she wasn't allowed to go near, that she wasn't allowed to eat from. What does the Torah say? She saw that the fruit on the tree was good to eat, which is ridiculous. You cannot see that something is good to eat. I don't know what fruits you bought for Rosh Hashanah, but I went to the store for Rosh Hashanah to buy so they have all these crazy weird fruits from all over the world that they want you to make a Half of them, you try to eat them, you spit them out. They taste so terrible, right? So you have to make sure because you can't make a shachiyano on that. So you, you can't look at a fruit and know that it's good. But tera kitayve from Achal. She looked at the fruit and she saw it was good to eat. You can't look at a fruit and know that it's good to eat. You have to taste it. No. When you're in the heat of the grip of the eight right? She didn't even have to taste the fruit. It's gotta be good. Hashem has something I don't have? It's gotta be good. It's gotta taste good. Maybe, maybe it gives you the power to know bad and good, but you're gonna vomit your brains out because it tastes miserable. No. Somebody else has something I don't have? It's automatically, I tell you, it's already, it's already good. It's already good. That's why people who are jealous when they drive by a, a beautiful house with a beautiful car, they, they go by and they go, yeah. Look at that house. Isn't that amazing? Let me tell you, the people inside, they're probably miserable. Everybody does that. Ah, oh, they're probably not happy. You know, she's not happy. She can't be happy, right? Where does that come from? That comes from, you can't have something that's good if I don't have it. Kina, kina makes no sense. In fact, Rashi says over here, which says that she gave it, but it goes further than that. It says, she thought it was good. Once it became good, she had to have it. Lost. Taiva. Became lost. The Right? What's the word for nechwat? Um, it was desirable, right? Lahaskil, it's going to give her wisdom, right? So this fruit, which Hashem says don't go near, all of a sudden became good, desirable, lustful. What happened to this lady? What happened to you? Hashem said you're not allowed to eat from it. So if you're going to say, I couldn't control myself, uh, whatever, here she's saying, no, it's good, it's delightful, I'm lusting it, it's going to make me smart. So this, you see from here that a sultan took this innocent Chava that was created by Hashem's hand he turned it into a monster. The tree that Hashem told her not to eat, she's screaming to the whole world, No, it's good to eat from it! You have to eat from it! It's a delight to eat from it! It's going to make you brilliant! He took her from an innocent person to a person who was addicted. I, that's the right word. And we see that, What? Those three things that she said, and this was after she already engaged in speech and lied to, to made the lie and then believed the lie, all... The it all came after, after he was, told her no, no, that I, Hashem I, has something you don't have. Right, but all three things that she said are really things that we would say in a post-faith world, but she hadn't yet eaten from the fruit, so because she had engaged in the conversation and then lied and believed her own lie... I wrote a whole thing about it right she should have said after she ate it it's good it's delightful it's exactly. this it's that right so she was already the mindset of a post world it's sort of it's sort of I'll try to put it in ladies in women's terms it's sort of looking at a ma- a, an amazing dessert and you're like oh my god ne- a that, that's the most delicious thing I, I, right and then when you bite into it it's like that's not okay. it's not, it's not what I thought it was right so because she was already I need to have this. I have to have this. That all, but I, I'm, The point I'm trying to make it is that she went from here, from here, and she was really, she was a tzaddikist, so you could be a bigger tzaddikist than a kava, right? She went from here all the way till here, just from talking. It all started just from talking. Not from watching movies, not from being on, on, on Facebook, not from any of that stuff. You know, I talk about the stuff, that's, that, that's drastic stuff, from a very innocent discussion with a snake who's asking her information, who she's trying to help. No, you are not. You cannot do that. A woman is an emotional being, and once she starts to talk, she gets emotionally involved. And once she gets emotionally involved, she sort of loses her direction and her sense and her clarity, because emotions are one of the things that cloud a person's daya, for sure. And being that a woman is much more emotional than a man, that's that's how he that, that, that's that, that's how he takes that's how he gets her. And, and I see it all the time, and girls are like, they think they're the biggest sardicuses, because they're saving the world, and they know, I'm gonna marry this guy, he's not from, I have girls all the time, like, I wanna marry this guy, I wanna, you going out with him. I wanna marry him. my parents are very against him, he's not, fr- I said, does he keep Shavas? Not really. Does he go to Minion three times a day? Not really. Does he put on tefillin? Not really. Does he eat kosher? Not really. And she's a from girl, I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, he's has gone I'm like, oh, mother nature here again. Rebbitzin, Rebbitzin, you're going to change her. You can't marry someone to change him, because the minute he walks down the chuppah, he's going to do what he wants after that. You, you, you Rebbe Gamliel always, my Rebbe always says it. I was just told it to a girl this week. So how do you know? Sometimes, like, how do you know? Sometimes a girl comes to me and she says, "Like, how do I know he's from enough for me?" Or a guy says, "How do I know this girl is is on the level of spirituality that I want?" So my Rebbe Rabbi Gamaliel is very brilliant. He told me many years ago. He said. Let's say, let's say a girl comes to you. Let's say a girl comes to you and says, Listen, I really like this guy. He's really special. He's really unbelievable. Um, but I don't know if he's on the right spiritual level for me. So my rebbe said, Tell the girl a story like this. She, she's going to marry this guy. And she's going to have three children. Two children, three children. And how Trump She's going to get a disease and she's going to die. Tell the girl that. Now, are you comfortable that as this boy is right now, If you die, that he will bring up your children in the spiritual Yiddishkeit way that you want. If the answer is yes, marry him. If the answer is no, Rabbi, right now he's not at that level. No, I would would not. He'll probably send him to public school or he won't learn with them or he won't doubt. So right now, no, but I'll I'll get him there. He said, tell him to break up. In other words, don't depend that you, with your maternal instincts, are going to change the guy. You have to marry the person, Masha Husham, what he is now. You should grow, and he should grow, and you should grow. But if you're not happy with what he is now, there's no guarantee. And the problem is that women feel they can change anything. No matter how what he is, I can change him. And they find out later on that they can't change him. And now they're changing to be like him, and they're falling. So my Rebbe said, you have to be satisfied at that moment when you're going out with him that if I had kids and he was alone in the world to bring up my children... I would be very happy with the way his hashqof is to bring up my children. Rabbi says, fine. Then marry him. But if you're gonna say, no, not right now, but in three years, yet, yeah. no. Doesn't happen. That's the trick. That's, that's, that's the trick. Girls think that they can change the world and they can change the world and you probably could change the world, but there's no guarantee that you could change the world. And that's when you have to fight that maternal instinct, that, you know, the taking care of the taking care of it is for your children but it's not for the guy in the office and it's not for the college student in school and it's not for the person in the street and the person on the bus who's asking about Judaism just say com. have a good day it's hard for a person to do that it's hard because you want to help no it's going to get you into a lot of trouble this is the whole at the beginning this is a you know the the, the, the medrash tanchuma there's three things that you that um when you that a woman dies from she doesn't keep it's the mission of Shabbos, right? We say it. I think. When a man comes home, he asks for three things, right? Chala, nida, and and have luck as neighbors. So the question is, why is a woman chayv in those three? Listen to this Medrash This is a crazy Medrash He says the following: Why is a woman chayv in those three? Why isn't a man chayv in chala, nida, whatever? Why isn't he chayv in that? So he says, "It's beautiful." You learn, you learn from this that Hashem doesn't let anything go. Okay, I saw this last night because she has to. She's doing tshuva for the th- for the three things that she did. That she did to Adam. She killed him she killed him by giving him to eat from the ethanah us see where it is hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on no maybe it's in pashas Noah. I don't think so hold on a second he was called the chal of the world, the of the world. right but I want to read it from inside he would, he would, and, and she took the, and she put the light out, because the neshama is called the ner, so by killing Adam, right, by killing Adam, how did she kill Adam? By giving him to eat from the AIDS, she did three things, she spilled blood, so that's why she has a nida, she, she Hashem, when he created Adam, he sort of, he needed a dough, he took water and earth, and he made a dough, which was a human being, so she has to, um, she has to fix it with challah, and the Neroth that she likes is because when she killed him, she put out his Neshama, which was, I don't I learned it last night. Maybe, it's a, maybe it could be it's a Noach. But anyway, those are the three things that she did. Let me just see if it's a Noach. Now the famous question is, why did she give him to eat from the tree? She was way, way above him. I don't know, I, it's probably a Noach because I looked at Noach yesterday. Hold on. What's going on behind the scenes over there? Oh, here we go. Pashas Actually, it's an olive. It says the following: Yilamdei no Rabbeinu. A kamav no noshem meisus bishas. A kamav And how many sins do women die in childbirth? Kach shana Al shloish averus. Three averus. Nida, Chala, and Adlakas Nair. Those three. Why those three? So she says. Why those three mitzvahs? Because she gave him to eat. She caused the misa. The shakva is She spilled his blood. If you spill someone's blood, your blood has to be spilled. And therefore, a woman has nidasei. So that's her kapara for keeping Her kapara for killing Adam. Mitzvahs chala. Why chala? He says because a chala woman takes flour and mixes it with water. And Baruch Hu, it was a spring. Hashem took the offer and he mixed it with the water. So that's Chala. Had is Nair because she put out the Nair of Adam, because the neshama is called the Nair. So the question is, and we'll end with this: the question is, why did she give Adam to eat from the tree? Once she ate from the tree, she knew Bain Tov so she was God. She was like God. She knew between good and bad. She had this new seichel. Adam was sitting there, everything is good, everything is good. So now she, instead of him being martial on her, she was martial on him. She was above him. So she should have just let him stay toiv, And everything would have been great. But why did she give him from the tree? So Rashi says, she gave him from the tree, and the reason she was punished, she gave him to the tree because she said, Shema hu chai? he's going to live forever and I'm going to die? No way. If I'm going down, he's going down. Okay? So, why did it bother her if he would live, right? Let's see where this Rashi is. Hold on. She said... Now that I ate from the tree, I'm going to die. Maybe at 900 years, but I'm going to die. He's never going to die. He never ate from the tree. There's no way that I'm going to let him live forever and I'm going to die. Why did it bother her? Let him live forever. No, let your husband live forever. What does it bother you? So Rashi says, She said, If I'm going to die and he's going to live forever, he's going to marry someone else. No way. Is my husband getting to marry someone else? As Chazal, there was no one else. What was she worried about? There was only one. The other one went ended up with the satan, right? But there was no other woman. So, what was she worried about? So Chazal answers: Even though there was no other woman, when you when you're jealous of someone else, you're jealous of someone else. It doesn't have to make sense. In other words, what are you jealous of? If, he, if you die, you don't even know the other woman, right? So you're, you're in the other world. The answer is, he can't have something besides me. In other words, he, he, it doesn't make any sense. There's no other woman. He doesn't even have anything. I don't want to sit there. What are you worried about? I, I'm not getting married. I don't have anybody else. No, I'm not going to die and you're going to live. That was Jealousy. She was jealous of something that didn't exist, which many times we come through in our lives, that we're jealous of things that we don't even want, we don't even use. I was in a restaurant a few years ago. I don't know if I ever told you this story. And, 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 and many of us do it, and I have to say I've done it before also. I'm in a restaurant, and this guy who's sitting on the next table keeps looking at my meat, keeps looking at my food, right? And it was like, and he's pointing to it. And he's talking to the guy. And he keeps pointing at my food. And I'm trying to eat my food with my wife. He's pointing to my food. So finally, I said to him, um, if you want to taste it, I'll give you a piece. You know, I'm a wise guy. Everybody. I promise. It's a true story. He said, really? I said, yeah. He says, could you do that? Because I think I might want to order it. Right? So I gave him. The, I gave him the piece. He ordered it and at the end of the meal he was eating dessert whatever it was he said nah I thought it would be much better than it was I said of course you did on my plate it's much better than on your plate that's, that's us that's a human being people are always looking at your plates in restaurants and you're always like look at that look at that look at that look at that look at, that. Look at what you're eating don't look at someone else's plate right? and the answer is if you have it on your plate I want it I you don't even know what it tastes like so this what happened in the, in the stupid little restaurant is what happened over here it was good. He didn't taste it. It was already good by looking at it. Cause it was on my plate. Right? On well, my plate it was good. And, and it's all the time. It's all the time. What is she? How many times do you ask the waiter, what is she eating? <laughs> how many times do you do that? <laughs> Who cares what she's eating? You order what you want to eat. What is she eating? She really, she really looks like she likes that. Can I taste that? You know, can I have that? You ask the waiter, what is she eating? You know? And, and that's, it's, it's part of the human psyche because the first Avera was in jealousy. So the the, 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 the vera of Lashon Hara, the Avera of adultery, the Avera of stealing, all these Averas, almost all the Ten Commandments, is based on jealousy. You commit adultery because you want to take someone that belongs to someone else. You steal from someone because you want to take something that belongs to someone else. You talk Lashon Hara. You don't talk Lashon Hara about Martians. You don't talk Lashon Hara about cows. You talk Lashon about people that you are jealous of. So you have to say something bad... To make yourself feel good, or to make all the other people think that that person's not as good, you don't talk lashon har on someone that's not important to you. You don't talk lashon har on you walk into a room and just talk lashon hara. Oh, but if she's dressed and she looks better than me, then even though I don't know her, she has an effect on me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, oh so. yeah, she's, but she's not happy at home for sure. Not her husband and her are crazy machloekas. They don't get along at all. And they're, ah, bar Hashem, bar Hashem, then we feel good, right? This is this is the the source, the source of a lot of our Averis comes from the source of the first Avera which was, a, which was based on jealousy but the way that the first Avera happened and you see, you know, I have this whole speech about spiritual DNA um, that, that we have physical DNA and spiritual DNA and that what we do, Averis, have an effect on our children and the, the wars that we, that we win also have, a, have an effect on our children and you see that from over here because what happened, what happened to Chavah's children? Because her whole affair was based on jealousy, her, her son Cain saw um, Hevel's carbon being accepted and his not, got up and killed him. So the first murder that was ever happened in the world, happened because of jealousy. Chava killed Adam because she was jealous that he's going to end up marrying someone else. The second murder in the world happened because of jealousy. Cain killed Hevel because he was jealous. The, 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 and everything that we're going through, the selling of Yosef at by Yakanu Boy Achiv, his brothers were jealous of him. This Avera, this source of this Avera is the source of everything. It was the source of what the Satan was. The Satan was jealous. He wanted Chabra for himself. So he himself it came from jealousy. That Avera is the source of all evil. And how did this happen? Because she talked to him. And she developed a relationship with him, where a woman is supposed to be a tsnua. Tsnua doesn't only mean a dress, and doesn't only mean a skirt, and it doesn't only mean covering your hair. Tsnua means that she doesn't get involved with men in any way. Talking to them, emotionally with them, you know, giving them information, it's not, it's not where it ends up. It's not innocent. You may be innocent, and you may start off innocent, but it does not off, does not end off innocent. It really was not my share tonight. I have to tell you the truth, because I have a whole share on Noach. I was very busy with this week. Is Noach a tzaddik or is Noach not a tzaddik? There's so much stuff that proves he is a tzaddik. And there's so much stuff that says he wasn't a tzaddik. And it's really what I wanted to speak of that. But I, right before I walk into this room, I always say it's feeler that you come out of my mouth what you need to hear and not what I need to say. And for some reason, someone in this room, maybe me, had to hear this she'er that you need to be very careful who you talk to. And the relationships that you get into. And don't be fooled. Your job is not to be makar of men. And bring them close to Hashem. And bring boys to go daven. He needs to go daven without you. If he's not willing to daven without you. Your job is to be makar of girls. To be of women. Your job is not to be make sure that boys don't put on their children. Because there's a price to pay. And the price is too steep. And mitzvah ha'bo me'averah is not a mitzvah. To do a mitzvah that comes through in Havera. So, someone here, I don't know who, I don't know where where it's coming from, but it may not be something that you're going through right now. It'll happen in college, it'll happen at work in ten, fifteen 15 years from now. But, you know, someone needs to hear that. And I want to end off, I don't have the Mishnaburah with me, and we'll talk a little bit more about this. I spoke a long time ago that, that you're not allowed to give musr if you don't yourself keep it. And I talked about that if a person... <speaking in Hebrew> That a person, some, for some reason, the heart talks, right? The heart, the lave, the nephesh, and the neshama talks. So when you talk to someone, it says, HaDvarma, alev, When the words come out of a person's heart, it goes into the other person's heart. So if I get up and give you a speech about lashon hara, I give you crazy stories and speeches and chafetz chaim, did did You all walk out. Wow, that was the best speech ever, chafetz chaim, whatever it is. Then I go home and I talk lashon hara, right? That's what I do. But in front of you, I play this game that I'm a big tzaddik and about lashon hara. So it's brought down, none of you will change. And none of you will grow in that thing of Lashon Hara because your soul knows what my soul's doing. So even though your brain in this room, you're listening to me, you don't know what I'm doing, but souls talk to each other. We know that from the Books. Whenever there was a Book, a person would walk into the room, the dibbuk would say, you? You came here, you did this, this, this. And that. We know that souls talk to each other. Right? So... Soul brothers, right? They talk to each, soul, talk to each other. So, dvar means that if I, if I am talking to you about not talking lashon hara, and I am very careful about it, so your heart, my dvarim, which is clean because I don't talk lashon hara, is nichnas into your heart. Your heart is not taking dirty water, polluted ruchniyas. Your heart's taking only clean. So your heart's like, no, this is very clean, and 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 you accept it. So it's very important that the person who gives the muster. Right? right. He keeps it. And if he does it, no matter how good a speaker he is, no matter how smart or how good a speaker he is, Hashem will not allow you to grow from me if I don't keep what I'm preaching. It just won't happen. You walk out, you'll be like, whoa, we're gonna start it, it won't happen. Hashem will make sure that it doesn't happen. So I, I spoke about this and I got a lot of emails and a lot of Greg Wallstein, it's not true. It's not true. You don't have to be perfect and the, 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 the Dvaram HaYotam means that when you talk emotionally, like you're Charlie Harari, right? And you're getting up there, and you talk emotionally, emotional speakers, right? That goes into people's hearts and makes them emotional. If I'm emotional, then I give you a share, you'll be emotional about it. It doesn't mean that I have to be perfect. So they give me a very hard time. They say, Dvaram HaYotam If you're going to talk black and white, just a is. It's not gonna go into their heart. They're gonna walk out and say they have notes, but it's not in their heart. It doesn't, you're wrong. That my translation was totally wrong, and that it, there's no such thing as a heart talks. And souls don't talk to each other. It means a person who talks to the emotion, if you really care and you talk with love and you talk with the emotion, they, they become emotional. I said, no, it's not what it says. Don't change the words. Varem, words, means that the heart speaks. And I, that was our discussion. This week, I'm learning Mishavruah because I, I we have been a time filling. So every day I learn Mishavruah. What the Mishavruah Mishavruah says? That if you, if a man is in a stream of water, he's in a lake or he's, he's in, a, in a stream of water, and he wants to have a glass of water, he wants to make a bracha. Okay, so first he has to put something on his head. And putting your hand when you make a bracha on your head is not, doesn't count. Somebody else putting their hand on your head counts, but you can't put your own hand on your head because it's part of your body, so it's not a covering. He should put something on his head, and he has to make sure that he puts a some kind of towel or cloth or something that separates his heart, his lave, from his outer extremities from below. Okay, and Befirish it says that, for instance, let's say a woman. That must be a little different by a woman, halakhas, machlekhas, whatever it is, but let's say a woman comes out of the shower, and she wants to make a bracha. There's a glass of water, she wants to make a bracha. If you wrap the towel, okay, you wrap the towel all the way up till here, you cannot make a bracha. Why? Because if you wrap the towel all the way up here, your heart, there's no separation between your heart and your, and your bottom extremities, so your heart sees your bottom extremities, you cannot make a bracha, but if you take the towel and you wrap it around your waist, you can make a bracha. What's going on over here? So this, it's fascinating, and, and, and the whole Mishnah talks about saying nah, nah. So this guy who's in the who's in the lake and wants to make the bracha, right? If he's going to take a towel around here, he cannot make a bracha. He has to put the towel around under his heart here. So I'm learning this, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, your heart doesn't see the rest of your body your heart's inside your body so if your heart's inside your body and it could see your extremities putting a towel on the outside of your body is not going to help your heart's inside your body I'm learning this Bishwa and he talks about brachas and he talks about kriyashma, and he it's it's halacha so I I don't understand what's going on here so I called up my Rebbe I'm like what what's going on what's with the heart seeing Seeing your body. And not only that, there's different. I'm not going to get into it. There's different unlookers between a man and a woman because we have different body parts. So there's different unlookers how the heart and what you have to do and everything. So it seems to me that this heart, this heart talks. This heart seems to talk and this heart seems to see because you have to put something between the heart and come on. I'm like, uh, like I called my Rebbe. I said, Rebbe, your heart doesn't see. Your heart pumps blood. It doesn't have eyes. It doesn't have a mouth. What's going on over here? Why putting a towel around my waist helps my heart? And if I cover... What, what I'm trying to say here, girls, is if you cover your whole body with the towel, it's 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 not good. And if you cover half your body with the towel, it is good. It doesn't make sense. And the only reason it's not good is because if you cover your whole body, you're not separating your heart from your bottom part. So therefore, your heart sees it. Therefore, you can't say Kriyashma. Therefore, you can't make a bracha. I said, Rebbe, what's going on over here? So he said, "But first of all, means you have to be If I talk to you about, let's say, I talk to you about Shemir Senaim, I'm like, you can't, you shouldn't watch movies. You should look, you should be careful. You should be careful what you look at, right? But I don't keep the mitzvah Lashon hara. I talk Lashon hara all the time. What I am talking, I'm not talking about Lashon hara. I'm talking about specifically." Shmir if I keep Shmira Seinayim, even though I don't keep Lashon Hara, my, when I talk to you about Shmira Seinayim, you will accept it. In other words, I don't have to be a tzaddik, but in the, the thing that I am talking about, that thing that I'm talking about, if I don't keep it, now just the opposite, if I keep everything else, I'm a big tzaddik, and I'm talking to you about Say Seinayim, I do every mitzvah in the, in the world, and I'm talking to you about Shmira Seinayim, it's the one thing I don't keep. But I keep everything else, your hearts will not accept it. In other words, you when a person speaks to you, that person, if, if, if he doesn't have purity in the subject that he's speaking, it won't go in because your, your, your lady is going to say, I'm not listening to you. I know what you do and I'm not taking what you, you have polluted waters in this Indian. I'm not taking it. She says, doesn't mean an emotional speaker. doesn't mean if you go to a, Christian emotional, that guy on Sunday who speaks, who the whole world listens to, and he's jumping on yelling, he's the most emotional speaker. It doesn't mean that, he's gonna, that you're going to learn Tyra from him, that you're going to learn Tyra. It doesn't mean emotional. It means, I said, well, what about this thing with the, with the Leif seeing? So he said, the halacha is that way because the heart represents the ruchnius of a person. Everyone thinks if I look at something wrong, I'm going to do something wrong. The heart is what gives you the idea to look at the thing wrong. So in Kriyashma, what do you say? Looks it through Achary, you shouldn't follow your heart and your eyes. Your heart comes before your eyes. Your heart is your emotional being. It comes before your eyes. Not, it should say, don't follow your eyes, and if you, if you, if you don't follow your eyes, your heart will, you won't do the wrong thing. No. So he says, the heart represents Ruchnius Spirituality Right? The bottom part of a person Represents Aretz we spoke talked about this before Represents the opposite Represents The physical world There has to be a separation Between The physical world And the spiritual world So if you take the towel And you put it around your shoulders The spiritual world And the physical world Are, are one when, when it comes to Kriyashma When it comes to Davening When it, when it comes to Make a bracha your your physical world and spiritual world have to be separated Your spiritual world has to be above your physical world And therefore, the separation, right? He still didn't explain to me what it means that it sees Because Lemaisa, there is some type of seeing It it says it sees, that's the loshen that it uses But he said it's more metaphorical But Lemaisa, the loshen in halacha is That a person, that, that it sees And that's why that, uh, it says that when a person goes to the bathroom And when a person takes a shower that, that the second you're out of the shower You have to cover yourself up That a person has to have his body covered all the time When you change You, you have to cover yourself up Why? Because you have to separate your spiritual, your spiritual world And your physical world They have to be separated When you make a bracha The way you bring the physical world and spiritual world together Is by making a bracha But not by not being dressed So he's, he says very clearly So we have to understand that Yeah, our hearts are, our spiritual center has the ability to see things. It it may mean, it may mean also that, especially women have intuition. Where does intuition come from? Did you feel like there's something wrong? There's something wrong with this guy. What do you mean he's a great guy? Gamora says there are three things that you have to listen to your wife. I just, just past the woman came to me, and she's making, they want to make, she wants to make a huge move. For whatever reason, she wants to make a huge move, move the whole family, move everyone. Kids have to go to a new school. Husband has to find a new shul. It's a huge move. She came to me. She said, I, go, I it's a huge move. I don't really, I can't tell you right wall street why. I'm just not happy living in, in Flatbush, whatever it is. I'm not happy with my block. I'm just not, I, are the kids doing good in Yeshiva? My boys are doing great. Are the girls doing great? They're doing great. Is your husband doing great? He's doing great. I said, so, so why do you want to move? I don't know. I don't know, but I want to move. There's something bothering me. So the husband, they came to me. The husband's like, Rabbi, I should give up my shul, my kid's school. Ah. I'm like, the Gemara says, there are three things that you listen to a woman. Where you live. If your wife comes to you and says, let's get out of here. And you're like, why? I don't know. I just don't like living here. Get out. Two, what you do for a living. Panasa. Right? Guy wants to buy real estate, and, and you know they don't involve their wives really much. But she's listening to the deal downstairs, and they're talking. They're going to flip it. Da, 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 da. She's sitting upstairs. She's like, I don't like this deal. So he comes upstairs, and he's like, Wow, tomorrow we're going to do this great deal. We're going to make twenty million dollars. Hey, you know, I, he looks excited. She looks at him and goes, Chaim, I don't think you should do the deal. He's like, Don't get involved. You know about real estate? You know about the rent roll? You know what? You never I don't know about nothing. I'm telling you, I just don't, I, he said, well, you don't even understand the deal. I know. I just don't like the deal. Don't do the deal. How have I listened to my wife? I lost so much money in the stock market. When I was younger, she was like, I was like, Esther, you don't know the stock market. You don't study. You don't know puts. You don't know options. You don't know this. Not, you don't know any, what do you tell me? after? I, said, I don't trust the broker. I don't trust what he said. I said, you don't know the broker. I did research on the stock. Don't buy it. I got killed. I got killed. I lost three years of work. She told me not to buy it. She was kind enough not to tell me later. I told you so, but, but right. So the Gemara says it doesn't have to make any sense. Just the opposite. If it makes sense, maybe she's wrong. It's intuition. And what's the third thing? What do you think the third thing is, huh? Friends. Guy comes home from school. Oh, we have to invite this guy to the house. Wow, superstars moved in. I just I love him. He's like he. I went to school with him. She invites them for Shabbos, right? They leave. She turns to her husband and goes, I I don't want you talking to him anymore. What are you talking about? He's the nicest guy in the world. There's something about him I don't like. You don't even know him. I went to school with him. Everyone loves him. Chaiv, I don't like something about him. Gamora says, if she has no reason, listen. Because it's intuition. woman has this intuition. So therefore, I turn to this couple... And I looked at the guy and I said, she makes no logical sense at all. The kids are doing well. You have a shul, everything. The Gemara says, pick up, sell, and get out. Move. Because that's one of the three things that a woman has intuition for. So that intuition, that might be lave That might mean that the heart, the heart sees and the heart talks. So many times the brain, the brain is a reaction to the heart. You think your thought comes first And then it goes to your heart No the, It comes first from your heart And then it goes It goes to your mind So anyway My, my bracha to everyone here is That um, Hashem should give you A special shmirah That you shouldn't fall into These terrible pits That a lot of people fall in And I have to tell you That it's always Coming from a good place I've yet to meet A girl that fell From a bad place She It starts off she wants to save the world. She wants to save the guy. She, she what? Wh- what are you supposed to tell someone in college when they ask you um, why you Jews don't? What was what I supposed to? say? I didn't want to. Oh, I hear this all the time. I didn't want to hurt his feelings. Hurt his feelings? Save yourself. What do you mean you don't want to hurt his feelings? Just tell me. You know what? I, 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 I'm, a, I'm an Orthodox Jewish girl. I don't really talk to guys. It's not you. I don't talk to any guys. But if you want information, the internet's full of information. That's the satan. That's his kayach. He came to Chava, and he was very interested in the subject of what you're allowed to eat from and what you're not allowed to eat from. And that's 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 my point here tonight. I don't have no idea why I ended up here. I have no idea. Whoever knows why knows why. But somebody's in danger. Somebody's either going to fall into the situation or is in the situation. So take my words. All emotional relationships end up physical. So don't get into an emotional relationship with anyone but your husband. And your husband, get into a really good emotional relationship. Okay, how it's You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.